welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the 26th episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today, I have no idea what we're going to talk about because my friend's going to let me know. As uh, we have talked about many times, this podcast has zero pre-planning. That's why it's so insane many times, most times, all times. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so what say you, my friend, is the topic of today's torture? So uh, today I thought we might talk about synchronicity and um, it comes up quite a lot. And actually, I can't remember the context of it, but a few weeks ago it came up and I said, oh, that might be a good one because I'm always on the lookout for a good... Uh, a good topic uh, and uh, so synchronicity came up in some context and I said oh I must talk to him about that so I suppose the question is is it a thing and uh, as far as you're concerned and uh, if it is a thing how do we get it working in our favor yeah how do we how do we get it working for us so what exactly is it I mean just to to give you a sense of it my understanding of what synchronicity is that when I think of a friend that I haven't spoken to in a long time um, and I might, oh, I must give him a call. And the following day I get an email or I get a call from them, um, something like that. Or when I decide that I'm you know, trying to get something done uh, on a task in work or something, um, something will happen that will seemingly and oddly uh, support what it is that I'm, 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 uh, I'm trying to do. So those are the kind of scenarios, you know, synchronicities, they're a good thing. And uh, yeah, are they, are they real or what are they as far as you're concerned? Are they real? They are indeed very real, my friend. Um, okay, first of all, let's define synchronicity. Now, I don't want to sound like my big fat Greek wedding when I say this, but let's face it, synchronicity is a Greek word. And so we will treat it as such. Synchronicity means that we are having chronos, right? It's time. It's something that's happening simultaneously. In other words, you know, I am uh, uh, being synchronous to, or in regards to someone else, it's always 
uh, it always has to do with at least two events or two situations at the same time. So in other words, you were just, you just said it, you were thinking uh, of a friend of yours and, hey, you know, I wonder what that guy, Alexandros, is doing. And then, boom, that bastard sends you an email. That, of course, absolutely is real. And it has to do with the fact that just like in an affirmation, when we concentrate thought towards a specific area, be it a person or a situation, it starts beaming our energy, our energetic field is linking to that situation or so that person's energetic field. And uh, of course, as the, this is a non-linear setup, which is to say it, it doesn't you know, take any time to link yourself to any other person or any other situation. It's, it's happening in a synchronous way. It's happening simultaneously. These energies are connected. So it's behind, it's behind the veil of time and space. Of course, absolutely. And of course, even more so, if your thoughts are including emotional value in them. So in other words, if you're like, you know, let's say, you know, you're going through an, a, a photo album. And, uh, you look at the pictures, the old pictures, you know, like when you're in college or whatever, and uh, you see that girl that you used to be in love with or that guy that punched you in the face because you were a prick. And then immediately that links you emotionally to a situation from back then. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wonder what happened to Gloria. She always said she wanted my kids. And then lo and behold, a few hours later, you get a Facebook message or a Facebook uh, a friend invite from Gloria, right? <clears throat> So that's how this works because it's exactly like an affirmation. An affirmation works uh, as a combination of thought and emotion because as we know by now, we should be very fluent with that. Emotion is the language of the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is uh, the plug, the USB cord to the universe. I'll say for lack of a better word, uh, the unknown, the everything, the ocean of the collective unconscious, which we are part of, of course. So when you're plugged into the collective unconscious, you have access to everything, right? And this is why an affirmation properly uh, created and properly used is very powerful because it links us back, it plugs us back into the collective unconscious where everything is possible and everything is magical. Did I say magical? Yes, everything is magical. Sure. So, so am I right in saying that synchronicity is not, a synchronicity is, is a, uh, it's just a thing, it's, it's, it's not good or bad, it's, it's just, uh, what, a message or a feedback or... Um, because I'd always associated, again, the way that I've seen it used, it's typically always a positive thing. Um, so what you're suggesting is that it's 
it's more or less an event which has no positive or negative to it. It's just a thing. Absolutely, it's just a thing because it, it, synchronicity will follow the emotional tone of your vibration, of your um, emotional inner cosmos. Uh, and if that is shitty, then you're going to have shitty synchronicities. Like, for example, I have a friend of mine grew up with that guy and the most insane, most ridiculous coincidences. Because that's another, by the way, that's another uh, uh, word to use for synchronicity, like coincidence. Right? It's a coincidence, okay. right? Because the incident is linked to a chronological circumstance. Uh, so it's, it's, it's got the time value in there. It's so the most insane coincidences what happened with that guy. And when I mean insane, I mean like insane, like there's no way this person is that unlucky, right? But he would affirm it to himself on a daily basis. I would hear him say, God damn it, why do I, oh, the most crazy unlucky shit happens to me. Why, <laughs> why is it that all the unluckiness of the world, the world is, is unloaded on me? And of course, lo and behold, the crazy shit would happen. Synchronous and coincidental, uh, because that's what he was attracting, right? We attract what we expect and what we paint our emotional personality with primarily. So whatever prevails, whatever emotional tune prevails throughout the day, like if, let's say, like you, you meet some people and you say, oh, this person is so positive, you know, this person is so like happy-go-lucky, this person is such an asshole, this person, you know, whatever it is, right? That's, that's because you have observed these people and you see that the majority of the time, they seem to have a certain calibration within their emotional existence. And, and that is the prevailing emotional uh, attitude, I guess you could say, uh, okay. which of course is going to be bringing in all the stuff that goes with it, which is what? Unhappy circumstances, right? People uh, being an asshole back to you <laughs> or, or, you know, being being attacked, uh, being emotionally attacked, being energetically attacked, uh, having really bad luck, uh, you know, you know the kind. So this is also synchronicity. You reminded me of, of the meme that I, that I saw the other day on Facebook, uh, which said it was all about abundance, right? It's like, uh, I am abundant. The universe is, is throwing all kinds of abundance, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, all, like, every kind of abundance <laughs> my way, right? The universe is throwing all kinds of abundance my way, okay? So I don't know if I mentioned that before, did I? And it doesn't matter. I'll mention it again. Um, abundance is not a word that describes cool shit. 
only, right? Abundance is what a measure. It's like a, it's a quantifier. Am I correct? So yeah, just lots of. Lots of, right? So yeah. in, in uh, a lot of the law attraction communities and forums, it has been stated in such a way that abundance is a really cool shit. Really the best thing, abundance. Just give me universe, give me abundance. And I'm always smiling. No, I'm actually laughing really hard when I see that kind of stuff because I'm thinking, oh, the universe. The, I hope the universe doesn't listen to that request because the universe then will be thrown. It's like, what do I have of abundance? Okay, um, I don't have it today. Mm, I don't, we're out of uh, happy, we're out of joy, we're out of uh, a whole bunch of money, uh, we're out of opportunity. Oh, I have, well, this is what I have, I have an abundance of shit today. Here it is. <laughs> You're welcome. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's how it works. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not my fault. You ask for abundance, you have to be a little more specific, right? Yeah. Like, what would you do if someone came to you? You know, a friend of yours, like someone you really like, like myself, for example. And I said, you, you, you asked me, you said, my friend, Alexandros, what do you want? Today, I will grant you any wish. And there I, I come, you said, I'm like, oh, I'm so, I am just so humbled. Dude, thank you so much. You're amazing. Okay. How about this? Can you give me a whole bunch of abundance? <laughs> Just give me abundance is all I want. What would, you, what would you do? I mean, it's, it makes sense, right? Doesn't it? Hmm. Abundance of what? Abundance of what? Exactly. You give me a clue. <laughs> so then if you're like blanketed, if you have a, a blanket statement of please give me abundance, then that's a ridiculous statement. It's a ridiculous request and very scary one at that. Please, universe, do not give me a blanket abundance. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to have to deal with whatever comes, whatever card comes out of the shuffle for me to get, a, to get an abundance of. You know? <laughs> it's just, I'm not interested in that. Just give me abundance of the stuff that I want. Yes, sure. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to write the list properly. Of course. Because this is like... It's like going to the store. You know what I mean? Like my wife gives me a list that I, I have to engage in my shamanic you know, persona <laughs> in order to decipher, uh, you know, both in her hieroglyphic manner in which it is written and the fact that it's like, uh, you know, it's, and of course half of the things that I find that we need, it's not even there. Hope my wife never listens to this, but um, she will because I'm editing in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean. So it's, it's you need to be specific or pacific, as I say. You got to be a little more pacific, my friend, when you're yeah, asking yeah. for something. Otherwise, what are you going to get? You go to Amazon. Amazon, uh, give me abundance. What? Give me, you know what I mean? Put a word in there. It's like, uh, you put, you know, give me cabinets. What? Okay. So do you want, 
Are you looking for actual cabinets? Are you looking of uh, uh, books on decoration? Are you looking for uh, DVDs about how to create and sculpt and, uh, and hang your cat? You know what I mean? It's like, could be a million different things. What are you looking for, sir? I think we okay. <laughs> covered that subject thoroughly. <laughs> I think so. Be specific, people. So, so okay. So, synchronicity, coincidence is a is just a descriptor in the same way that abundance is a descriptor, uh, but it's not the specific thing that you're talking about. And in the case of synchronicity, uh, it's just a feedback message or sign in relation to whatever energy, positive or negative, that you're putting out. Um, so it, 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 in essence, um, if we were to use synchronicity, uh, and assuming we should be able to, uh, we should be able to use it as part of the manifestation process. So when we decide we want to manifest something, and we're doing all of the work on affirmations and visualization and getting into the feeling of the, 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 the desired outcome, um, synchronicities must be there to give us feedback on whether we're on the right track or whether we're not on the right track. Um, am I right in saying that? that yeah. Absolutely. And I would say in both cases, we're very fortunate to have a feedback mechanism because that's all that is synchronicity. Synchronicity is there to, to let us know. It's like a, you know, GPS, you're going the right way, you know, um, <laughs> or you're going the wrong way. It's just like pain. Pain is, is a feedback mechanism as well. Yeah. Pain is not bad, right? But once again, pain has been classified. This society has classified pain as a bad thing. Mm. And so that's why everybody is going out of the skin, no pun intended, to, to avoid pain. But if you avoid pain, what are you avoiding? Are you, avo you're, are you avoiding action altogether? In other words, you see, <laughs> you, you see in your room, like under your, the covers, and uh, ma to make sure that if you don't do anything, you know, pain won't find you, which of course, ironically, is also not at all true. Or do you go out there about your business and are trying to avoid the feedback of pain, mm. which is to me, it's entirely inane. It's, it's, it's ridiculously stupid to do that because you go out there and you act and you do your stuff, right? And then someone comes over and hits you over the head with a brick, you know, back of the head. And, you know, if, if you don't want the pain, let's say you manage to numb the pain um, altogether, your physical pain or any kind of pain, I guess, and, and someone hits you over the head with a brick and you're bleeding, but you don't know that <laughs> because you don't feel pain, right? So ironically, now that it's on the back of your head is, so you would need even someone else. You always need feedback to mm -hmm. find out how your life is, is going. It's just like looking in the mirror, you know, trying to fix your hair without looking in the mirror. Right? You need a mirror. But that's, that's what pain is. That's what the synchronicity is. It will let us know exactly how we're doing. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, synchronicity says, 
God damn, you've been like killing it with those affirmations, man. Yeah, you, you've been planting seeds left and right and, and stuff is like coming up. Whoa, good job. So how do you, uh, like there are situations like the examples I gave of something odd happening and like thinking of that person that you haven't seen or heard from in years and then all of a sudden you hear from them. So that's something that's very noticeable. Um, but if you're in a, in a manifestation process um, and there are these signs coming up, um, how, do you, how do you know that they're there? Other than if, they, other than if you have specified um, that they need to be there or what they might be. I mean, you told the story a number of episodes back of uh, the time when you were in New York and you were talking about going, potentially going back home to Greece because things weren't working out. And you, you said something along the lines of, uh, I, I said, if I don't get a sign, a very clear sign within the next month, then I am going back. So it's in, if I haven't got something within a month, then I'm going back. And you explained that, I don't know, an opportunity or a job or something came up for you, which, which essentially you took as a sign and you, you decided to stay. So that one is quite clear in that you were in the mindset, you gave a time frame, and whatever came up, came up and you're, you're clearly aware of it. So do we need to do things like that in order to actually spot them? Well, it depends on what kind of sign you're looking for, right? In other words, if you, in order to spot a synchronicity, you need to be aware of your environment. I mean, you have to be at least spiritually inclined, I'd say, you know, because otherwise, yeah, if you're, if you're a cynical person, if you're like the majority of the people that have been convinced that all this mumbo jumbo is bullshit and the only thing that exists is what our senses can perceive, uh, then you're not going to spot a synchronicity. Why would you? Mm. But then you probably wouldn't have got involved in the manifestation process in the first place. That's right. Exactly. So assuming that you are, and you, uh, you, you are into this, but it's obviously you're taking kind of tentative steps because you haven't really had uh, any significant success so far. So there's a certain amount of trial and error going on, a certain amount of skepticism perhaps, um, certainly uncertainty. So I'm doing my affirmations every day. I'm doing my visualization. I'm getting myself into the feeling of what it'd be like to have that car or whatever. Um, so what do I, what do I need to do to, to put myself that little bit more attuned to seeing synchronicities and know that that's what they are? I don't know if, if that's ever happened to you, but you know, like at the very least, the very least, uh, a lot of people, most people, I think, have an example of that. Let's say, for example, that you went to like a car dealership or I don't know, like you went visit a friend of yours and they just happened to have like that red Corvette, or, you, know, whatever. you know, like a really striking car. The one that Prince sang about. Yes, exactly. 
and and then you know you have a conversation about it uh, you, you get interested you get fascinated and then you find that for the next couple of days that's all you notice <laughs> you know all around you you know, driving around oh it's another one oh that's another well, that's another one so again it, what is synchronicity i mean does it have to be the universe being like hello can you hear me? This is the universe. Did you get that? I sent you some synchronicities. Did you get them? Um, this, the mind will act. If you tune, you know, uh, once again, <laughs> the law of attraction community, this is called a, a, a vibration, you know, or like a, a frequency, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, of course. What is a change of frequency is once you attune yourself to a specific flavor, of what it is that excites you, I'll give you an example. I was offered the possibility of opening a, a part-time gallery of mine uh, in this, uh, this area, close to where I live, uh, which right. to me is, I was like, whoa. And here's the thing, that's, that's another very interesting factor. I have been, not even actively um, affirming that kind of stuff, but I have been bathing myself energetically within the expanded possibilities of creating more and more art. I've, I'm lately, within the past couple of months, I've been extremely inspired. So everything around me gives me, triggers ideas, for art, which to me only says that I have attuned, I've aligned my energetic frequencies with that kind of creative thought, emotion, and action. Mm. And so by, by doing that, inadvertently, I am attracting what? I'm attracting all kinds of possibilities that can uh, complement and further expand that kind of a scenario. Does it make sense? Yeah. So that's exactly how like, you know that like you can't miss that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I um, I've been working on and using the affirmations, having worked with you on it, um, around creating this business whereby uh, it's it's an online, exclusively online type of business. Uh, so that I can travel while I'm supporting clients. Um, and uh, so I've, I've been working, putting the mechanical stuff in place and I've been doing the affirmation stuff and, and everything associated with that. Um, and yet, you know, the, the steps that I was taking still felt kind of quite small. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it was literally out of the blue about uh, probably in the last three to four weeks, I get a call from a close contact to say that um, they have a client who needs urgent help in relation to um, uh, a, a staff member in the financial area and they need a senior financial person to go in. Now, I haven't done financial work um, at that kind of level in years, can still do it. I can certainly advise and consult with people on it, but I haven't gone in and hands-on and done it. 
But I went into that and they said, okay, come in. We need you in for a day, day and a half a week to help us solve this problem. It's only a temporary issue. And I thought, brilliant. Now there's a, a stream of income which I can use to pay someone to move my online project forward. And then literally a week later, uh, another client came to me and said, I need you to come in and help me because with the Corona thingy going on, my business has taken a hit. I need to get out on the road and sell. And I need someone to do sort of an interim CEO role, except it'll, it'll just be part-time thing, maybe two, two and a half days a week. Um, will you do that? And I was thinking, this is, I'm, I'm going to be full up now. I can't really um, afford this. And then I thought, no, hold on a second. This is another opportunity to take and run with. It's easy for me to do. It's not in the area that I want, but it's easy for me to do. It's another flow of cash coming in that I can use to pay someone to actually build it out uh, the way I need to. It'll be building up a stash so I can spend it on Facebook ads, all that sort of stuff. So, so both of those things have come in and both of them I saw, whether it, it's correct or not, but both of them I saw as synchronicities, coincidences, whatever, which are helping me move towards the thing that I want to manifest, which is this online business. That's by the by. And just to throw a third one into the mix, I discovered um, that I was entitled to a two and a half thousand euro grant for turning my website into a, uh, an e-commerce website. Uh, I found out that I was, I was uh, likely to be, um, uh, I was able to qualify for that. Uh, I went through the motions, did the bits and pieces, submitted the application, and literally 24 hours later, I got confirmation that I was approved. So that was another piece of cash coming into the pot, pushing me towards this. So I thought, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's feedback synchronicity whatever you want to call it it's helping me get there and uh, so in that respect I think um, I got a, a kind of a triple whammy that's right my friend and, and brilliant and you're going to be getting another 2500 for just being so cool <laughs> uh, look this is, that's exactly what we're talking about here, man. This is it. This, that's the ticket. Because there is no way. Like, and we're not talking about, and you know, as after I finish this, this statement, I'm going to move, I'm going to have a little rant about magic uh, because uh, I can't. I, I, have, I have to get this off my chest. Because the, the idea here is that, we are magical. We're magical beings, man. We are, we're not our thoughts. We're not our, whatever, flesh or bones. We're not uh, our experiences. We are something that plugs into this system, uh, this organism, this ecosystem of uh, stimulus and is experiencing through it, right? So we're not just a, a bag of bones. 
We aren't. I mean, this is not me saying it. Have you ever seen a person right before they died and then right after they died? You can't even recognize them. Mm. Because something that was there to animate this bag of bones is no longer there, has gone somewhere mm. else. Mm. The animus. That's right. So uh, this is an avatar, right? So it's like playing a video game and saying your character is you. No, your character is not you. Your character is going around and getting in all sorts of trouble because that's entertaining the real you. And that's what it's about. Now, it would make perfect sense that whatever flavor you surround yourself with, right? Like if you, if you take a shower and do like your essential oils and, and spray half a pound of like uh, perfume on you and uh, you, go, <laughs> you go out there into the world, you're going to make sure you wear your mask. Uh, um, uh, you're going to encounter right, a bunch of situations, a bunch of people that will either be drawn to this amazing bunch of smelliness that you are, and you're going to have to deal with another bunch of people, and perhaps animals too, uh, that will be repelled by uh, the same effects. So what does that mean? That means that what you have aligned yourself with, because that's what happens, right? If you smell like shit, you will, you will not you know, <laughs> repel everything, right? You will attract that which is attracted by the smell of the scent of shit, which, you know, there are creatures <laughs> that are. We know that for a fact. So this is the same concept. Whatever you surround yourself with emotionally, you surround yourself with energetically. And these energies will surround you, will blanket you, will follow you around. And then when you come across anyone or any situation that hosts similar kind of energetic frequencies, you guys will be friends instantly, right? It's like, how many times have you met someone like myself, for example, you know, you... You look at them and you're like, this motherfucker is awesome. <laughs> you don't even know anything about them, right? So that's what I'm talking about because there is something that you can't consciously recognize that is there, is piercing your soul. And there is no way to deny that. That is the nature of our magic. Now, stepping into my rant, that I prefaced. This is what happened. One of the reasons why we are so, uh, we have such a hard time accepting our magic is because of our warped idea of what magic really is, right? And that makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't we have this warped sense of magic if we grow up with the bullshit that Disney has been putting out, right, forever? Why? Because magic is that thing, that elusive thing, right, that, that uh, only happens, by the way, to children. It's only children. You can't, once you get, there's a threshold, 
after you cross like i don't know what is the 14th year or 12 whatever it is then he's like what you believe in magic what are you a fucking child right all of a sudden you are expected to renounce that which you have been nurtured with all your life and this is like having a giant affirmation let's say you know if you you watch the clockwork orange <laughs> within this movie the whole or book you know even better uh, for anyone who has experienced it uh, there is this criminal mind that is just evil it's just this evil dude that goes around and does evil shit for no reason at all because he just takes pleasure in it right so he gets arrested and it is deemed by the government the government came up with this brilliant new way of of dealing with criminal minds uh, which is to brainwash them to be appalled by violence <laughs> so you know they tell this guy look you know you're in for life so you might as well uh, participate in this new uh, cutting edge program and uh, if you do so then your um your prison sentence is uh, is over to, to which of course he says absolutely i'll do that i don't want to be evil i don't want to be violent that sounds like a good idea so and you know they put him into like a very extremely excruciating hypnotic uh, brainwashing you know with his eyes being wide open not being able to blink or anything like that then it wouldn't be able to fade to step away from watching like they would project all these movies that are horribly violent and then made him really programmed him to be sick, literally sick um, when he's exposed to violence. So the reason why I brought that example up because it's exactly as if we uh, took all the kids, all the Western kids that have been uh, glorifying Disney, right? And, and, and nurtured quite literally, you know, like once they get off the mother's milk uh, and, and <laughs> even before, even before that, um, they get on Disney for several, several years. So this is as if they had similar brainwashing on what? The values of what it is to be magical and the fact that magic is everything and magic is everywhere and blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, and then you step out of that deadline, you step out of that threshold where now, oh, whoops, you know, you're not 12 anymore. Fuck you. Now it's time to step out and face the fact that magic is bullshit. So talk about, talk about cognitive dissonance, man. How is it that we can make it? How is it that we can even hold our shit together? I wonder that so many times during the day people have been so massively screwed with that it is a miracle that they haven't lost it altogether you know does this make sense mm. well i think as well though that the um like the disney story and the and all the stuff that's kind of fed to kids it's it's presented but it's and the kids will take on a certain amount of it, but there's there's always a kind of a tinge 
of, well, it's not really real. And let's just see um, when they'll catch on, how soon it'll be. It's a little bit like when kids, and I know you have views on Santa, but I'm just using the example of the cutoff point because usually that's the same cutoff point. When kids start stop writing to Santa, it's usually around about the time that they also realize that the Disney thing isn't real. And that's, that's only for kids because they get to a point where they want to start behaving like adults and adults don't believe in that stuff. So they do what they can to try and drop anything that might sound childish out of their repertoire. So Santa goes, the, Dis the Disney stuff goes, uh, and all the other kids' stories and uh, cartoons and stuff that would have been fed as well. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like there's a cutoff point. And, uh, and all of a sudden we now, because <clears throat> years ago, and I mentioned it before, when I did my TEDx talk, it was about the fact that we used to write to Santa. And again, let's put the Santa thing to one side, but the idea we used to write with the belief that we could get something, we could create something. But then we got to a point where writing that letter wasn't the done thing for an adult. And my thesis was, well, why can't we continue to write? And why can't we continue to, to dream and put it out there and uh, expect that if we do, that actually we could create it potentially. Um, but we kill it. We kill it at that, uh, at that time, whether it's 10, 11, 12, doesn't really matter. Of course. And that's, that's the problem. The problem is that magic is, is real. Not only is it real, but it's, it's magically one, this one thing. See, it's been presented in a way that uh, it will have to be completely, um, I don't know, um, disappointing. It would have to be disappointing down the road. Because if you yeah. expect that you could twinkle, twinkle your nose, <laughs> you know, take a magic wand and go like that, took, took, took three times, you know, whatever, or, or say whatever you say, click your heels, uh, and then something happens simultaneously. And if that doesn't happen, then magic is not real, it's bullshit. Then you have been, as far as I'm concerned, you've been deliberately uh, led down a road that will disappoint you so that then you would abandon the idea of being a magical creature altogether. And so mm -hmm. then you wouldn't be able to take advantage of all this force, this amazing, this unbelievable force that uh, is you, right? It takes a, a friend of mine, a shaman, once told me, do you know how much energy it takes for spirit to actually condense and manifest into this state? He says, it is unbelievable, man. It is crazy. It's the most magical thing ever. You know, he says the, the most defaced, the most horrible, the biggest asshole in the world is a miracle because, because that's what it is. Mm. That's what it takes to make a human being, you know? And, and, and we take that and we piss on it.
no, we're, conditioned, we're conditioned to not recognize that that is a side of us that actually exists and that we're conditioned to operate from a place that we are just the bag of bones, that that's the sum total of it. And not only are we a bag of bones, but we're a bag of bones that operates like a car that you put fuel in and you operate on it if there's a problem and you, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that we actually have any control or power over. Um, it's just something that operates a little bit like a robot. So it's completely designed to keep us, keep us away from that ultimate power. And, uh, and it succeeds, succeeds really well. Of course it succeeds because that's what it's meant to do. Yeah. And as we say many times, and this is not a conspiracy theory. theory. This is the most ridiculously, uh, you know, tangible thing. Just look around, look around. And is it, is it natural for most people to live in a state of, live in a state of panic, in a state of fear, constant state of fear, constant state of, you know, delusion and, and uh, powerlessness. Is that a natural thing? I don't, I don't understand. And something, who creates that? This doesn't, it doesn't, you know, people say, oh, there's an organic, <laughs> whatever, movement. There's no organic, that's not organic. This is all based on, and this is, you know, we're talking about science here, right? You put the programs in there and the programs create a reality. The programs create uh, the application that you use, they create a certain outcome. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there is nothing cryptic about this and there is nothing, uh, you know, hypothetical about this. You... Take someone, you pump them full, full of programming that goes against them, and what you get is a, is a miserable, frightful, unhappy, and unfulfilled human being, you know? Mm. And there's no other way. I don't see how it could happen any other way. And of course, you know, someone might say, well, you know, there has been people with the most horrifying circumstances uh, and then uh, that, you know, they experienced uh, being kids and then they, they managed to overcome. Yeah, because once, as we know, once the stimulus comes, it is sometimes unpredictable because every human being is different, right? How the subconscious mind will react and what kind of defense it will come up with. Sometimes it comes up with a defense of fight or flight. No, most times it comes up with a defense of, uh, uh, you know, fight or flight, as in actually uh, crawl into a, <laughs> a fetal position and mm -hmm. stay there and make no sound. Uh, but there are those times that something clicks inside of us and the hero's journey is engaged. And when the hero's journey is engaged, then anything is possible. This is where our true magic um, shines, comes up and uh, delivers us, not only away from the current trouble, but into 
an entirely magical land where we then spend the rest of our lives there or everything is possible because nothing can stop us. Nothing can hold us back from externalizing this internal powerhouse, this internal magical um, reality that we have been experiencing on the inside. Right? If you can thinking, think it, if you can feel it, if you can conceive it, clearly you can achieve it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even people who do drag themselves up um, by the bootlaces from very difficult circumstances, they, certainly in my experience and those that, that I know that have done it, um, they would they would still see it as something that uh, the work that they've done, the efforts that they've made, the things they've learned, the things they've achieved have all been things which have been, I suppose, within the, the normal operating, um, within the normal operating procedure, I suppose, of the human, um, the human body, the human form. They don't necessarily see it that they're using magic, that they're using manifestation. Um, some of them do, but not many of them do. They think it's like hard work, grit, ballsiness, um, getting some breaks, but it's all put in the, in the framework or in the narrative of the normal human experience. It's just that they were exceptionally gritty and determined and, and all of that. So, so they don't necessarily know that they have been using some of this magical power in order to create what they've created. Which makes you think, imagine what yes. they were capable of if they actually were capable or if, you were, if they were liable to recognize this as magical. Yes. Because perhaps then there would be absolutely zero limits that they would have. Yeah. So, so when we put all this into context and we started talking about synchronicity and we moved on into, um, you know, manifestation, um, are we saying that manifestation in effect is, and that magic is that once we realize we can do it, that that essentially is the, is the point at which we cross over into being, or well, coming from, this fearful, dependent, um, you know, looking to the outside, looking to God, looking to the universe, looking to government to sort of sort things for us. We move from that side to a place where we can say, I have the power, I can create whatever I want when I want. And now I'm actually expressing myself in the way that I was always intended to is, is, is the learning of that skill. And I think at this point with all of the, the podcasts we've had and we've talked about this, we've come to the, clearly come to the conclusion that it is a skill that, that you learn. That once you have developed and learned this skill and used it, you now almost have a certain knowing. You, you don't, you're, you're able to set aside fears, you're able to set, a, set aside anxiety and worries because you know that you can create whatever you want to create. Is that the threshold when you move from being the ordinary person to the magical person? I think so. Yeah. Uh, but, but 
once again, people, we talk about uh, God, people look, <laughs> look to God uh, for assistance. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that as long as we understand that the assistance, when it comes, it comes through this vessel. It's not coming from outside of you. It's coming from within you because you are a part of God, the goddess, whatever you want to name it. You are part of that. It's like saying you are a cell in your body. You are a cell in your body. And that cell now is looking for oxygen. You know, <laughs> so it's like, please, God, 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 please, please, please give me oxygen. I'll be really good. I'll be really I'll be the best cell ever. And, and <laughs> you know, all of a sudden oxygen comes. Like, oh, praise the Lord. You know, but, but you are part of the same organism. Right? It is not only your right, but it's your job to get shit done. It's your job to be massively impactful. And, you know, by that, I don't mean to pressure anyone. Massively impactful means different things to different people. You know, for, for someone who has been afraid to, uh, the average person that feels disempowered on a daily basis, a spectacular way of, of, of acting, of being, a magical way of being would be to break out of this chains of fear and start expressing themselves. This is magical. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to be Elon Musk to be, <laughs> to be that you know, exceptional person. You have to be that which you thought you couldn't be yesterday. And that will define and express your magical nature. And then after that, I mean, the sky is the limit. Do you want to keep on, you know, that's how I feel about this kind of thing. It's like, you know, when I break through and achieve something that I didn't think was possible before, then I'm inspired. I'm like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe now I can do that as well. Oh, and then, you know, I, I, I'm, and then I'm like, well, you know, you know guess what? I'm going to keep on doing, I'm going to keep on pushing the envelope until someone stops me in my tracks. And then if no one stops me, if no one manages to stop me, then I'll keep on pushing the envelope and I'll keep on redefining my magical nature. That's how I see it. That's how I live it. Good. I think the, um, what we're about, I suppose, on, on this podcast and, and how the episodes have evolved, um, we've constantly tried to bring this message of we are the ones in control, we are the ones responsible. Um, and, and I suppose this, this brings it along another notch on that particular path because it's emphasizing the fact that the more we, we do to take personal responsibility, the more we do to take control of our lives, um, the more we do to be curious even about this whole manifestation process and engage with it, not from a place of being needy, 
as a, a coach I follow, Steve Chandler says, needy is creepy, um, but it also gets in the way of creating what you want to create because it, you're trying to do it out of a sense of fear. But to, to recognize that there is a part of you that you haven't explored before and that just playing with this process, playing with the idea of deciding what you want, using affirmations, using visualizations, um, and then taking some actions, uh, no matter how small, to move towards it. But that is actually a game that when it starts to, to go your way, can become a really exciting game. I mean, that's how I feel about what has started to happen for me in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, what's going to happen next to push this along? You know, is it, and, and I'm, I'm already going, am I going to get suddenly thousands of followers? And am I going to get people who suddenly want to sign up? And, and things just start falling into place. I, I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. And, and as we've said before as well, it doesn't all happen on a linear, um, in a linear fashion. It could be zigzagging all over the place. But right. it is an exciting and interesting uh, journey nonetheless. Absolutely. It's massively exciting. And the, one of the more exciting parts for me is that what happens during this process, we relearn what it means to be a child. And that, as I said that, I got goosebumps, you know, because truthfully, think about it. Being a child that is not put down, a child that is not abused, you are uh, the most magical creature, man. I see my little girl, she, it doesn't matter what goes on, you know, like what the virus, what the, what, I don't give a shit. So she's constantly singing and dancing and doing stuff, you know what I mean? And, and being creative and, doing her own thing and debating me and, uh, and winning <laughs> and winning. <laughs> so I'm thinking, whoa, what if, what if I could learn to be that child again? And this has been the process of unraveling for me to pull back all the onion layers and find the core of what I came into this world with without stripping the experience. And that is a core that is fully developed and fully magical, ready to go out there and kick some serious ass. That's, I don't think there's anything more exciting than that. I know. Sounds like a good way to leave it for this week. What do you think? I agree wholeheartedly. This has uh, thoroughly covered the concept of synchronicity, I think, and then some. Before we close, I'd like to remind people, I have a link of my five ways to craft a perfect, to create the perfect affirmation book uh, link within this podcast. Go out there and get it, because guess what? It's awesome! And, and, and I have to say, I mean, and I know this is a shameless plug, and... Uh, but that's what I used. I used the steps. We went through those steps um, a number of months ago in order to create the affirmation that I use every day. Um, and 
I'm still doing it and I've just described totally without any prompting uh, the kind of stuff that has started to happen for me. So um, I think it's worth worth doing. And uh, because I think if we're going to be, if we're going to do anything which uh, takes us back to being those unrestricted or unrestrained uh, kids that we were, then you kind of have to approach this in a very open-minded, um, curious, playful kind of way. And uh, so therefore I would urge you to, to download it, have a look at it, work through the exercise and, uh, and see what you come up with in terms of what you're trying to create. And then start using it as part of your, your daily affirmation and visualizing as well. Um, and then playfully see what happens. Thank you, my brother. That's, that's a good thing I have you around because uh, I couldn't even say that so eloquently. Sometimes I don't have the words, which a lot of people would find odd. But yes, and it, <laughs> the best part about this book is it's free. God damn it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, actually, and I will close with this. Amazingly enough, we live in a culture where if you offer something for free, most people think ah, it must not be worth anything. <laughs> it must be total bullshit. It's for free. Right? Wow. It's only for free for this month, for this week. Then it's going to be $20. There you go. So thank you, my friend, once again for being the voice of reason within this podcast, for being uh, the perfect uh, compliment to the inanities that I spew on a weekly basis. And uh, we will see you, on <laughs> you will see us next uh, Wednesday. Until then... Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you thanks for listening to your mind is trying to kill you with alexandros megas and vincent byrne if you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode then we would love if you would subscribe on apple podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on and you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well it would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.